What's it all about? That's an enormous task, figuring out what it's all about. People ask, hey, what do you know? And the answer, not much, or you don't have time to listen. Figuring out what it's all about is impossible. On this life journey, we're trying to figure some things out. We want to learn how to be faithful, to do what's right, to be kind, loving, and just. And what that is exactly will be different for for each one of us. Yet as a community of faith, as the neighborhood church, we also struggle to find our way through life together. Faith is both communal and personal. And what it's all about isn't just what we believe in our heads. It has to do with a dynamic flow of living and relationships. Let's turn to our Isaiah text 12. You will say, in that day, I will give thanks to you, O Lord, for though you were angry with me, your anger turned away, and you comforted me. Surely God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid, for the Lord God is my strength and my might. God has become my salvation. With joy, you will draw water from the wells of salvation. This passage is about thanks, and it acknowledges that God can be angry, and yet God turns anger away, and that is something to be thankful for. God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. Fear-based living? No. There has been too much fear-based living far too long. As God's people, we are called away from fear and anxiety to trust and faith. With joy, we are to draw water from the wells of salvation. There's a wonderful story in John's Gospel about the woman who is at the well and Jesus asks for a drink of water. And when she says... um, why are you asking a Samaritan to give you water? And he says, well, if you had asked me for a drink, I would give you the waters of living life and eternal life and salvation. You see, the response to such a gift is thanks and praise. That's what the woman did. And when we know salvation in our lives, we respond with thanks and praise. But when it comes to salvation, there are too many Christians who think it is only available to Christians. These folks are concerned with their own salvation and that of their family and those in their sphere of influence, rather than a promise of salvation for the entire world. You see, worrying about who is saved and who isn't takes the focus off the world and makes faith too 
individualistic. And as was stated earlier, faith and also salvation are not simply predicated on what one believes, but on all of life. The problem of the world, the problems of the world are God's concern, and thus they are our concerns too. In religion, people seek God, but some people are doing that only for themselves, for self-fulfillment and securing their own salvation, while others, in seeking God, lose themselves in the service of others only to truly find themselves. Salvation. It's all about God and not us. I once heard about a man who saved string. When he died, his daughter came to sort out his personal belongings so that the house could be sold. She found a number of large balls of string which the old man had saved through the years. This didn't surprise her, but then, while cleaning out a drawer, she found a little box, and on it there was a label which read, Pieces of String Too Short to Save. (laughs) How do you respond to such a story? Do you cry or do you laugh? What incongruity, even absurdity, He saved string that was too short to save, yet isn't that the incongruity and absurdity of the good news Jesus came to proclaim? God saves that which is too short to save, that which should not be saved. This is not the result of our logical thinking, but of the loving thinking of God. Verse 4 of our text invites us to sing for joy. What's it all about? Part of it has to do with wanting close relationships and meaning and love with one another and with God. You know, we can embody that incarnate embrace as we welcome and take each other into our hearts. It is a joy and challenge in life when our journey in faith is intertwined with the journey in faith of others. What's it all about, people? Do you know how the Lord loves you? What's it all about when you're down and out, people? Know that God will bring you joy each day. God gave us Christ to help and show the way. Oh, what's it all about, people? Do you know how the Lord loves you? And then in Isaiah 65, For I am about to create new heavens and a new earth. The former things shall not be remembered or come to mind. But be glad and rejoice forever in what I am creating. For I am about to create Jerusalem as a joy and its people as a delight. I will rejoice in Jerusalem and delight in my people. The wolf and the lamb shall feed together. 
The lion shall eat straw like the ox. They shall not hurt or destroy in all my holy mountain. Isaiah presents an image of of peace where the lion and the lamb lie down together. But as someone once said, when they do, the lamb will be very nervous and won't get much rest. We want peace in the world and right here in our country. But peace takes work and it necessarily comes with justice. It was the compassionate medical missionary Albert Schweitzer, who said, I don't know what your destiny will be, but one thing I know, the only ones among you who will be really happy and fulfilled are those who have sought and found how to serve with justice. Thanks and service with justice. Creating a new world, a a world of right relationship with God, one that is filled with thanks. And we have a right relationship with others through service and giving. When our lives are lived with thanks and giving, it is truly thanksgiving and thanks living. And we do, we do make a difference. This is the time of year when we gather in our pledge commitments for the work and support of our church and our ministries. And we're asking that everyone who can make a pledge, a generous pledge this year, as the needs are great, and that we return our pledge cards to the church by Thanksgiving. So we're trying to wrap things up in the next week or two. You see, as people of faith, we live with hands-on ministry. Ours is a hands-on faith. Our hands are thankful. Our hands receive. Our hands give. Our hands serve. Because we are truly rooted in love and growing to give. All this is tied together. What we believe is part of our faith, but it's really about everything and living out service over exploitation, generosity over greed, freedom over bondage, justice over privilege, grace over sin, love over hate, and goodness over evil. I'd like to share a reading. It's called Rounding a Corner. God is circular, unending. We are square and bare. We go around trying to be unlimited, but we are only fooling ourselves. We are bounded by four sides of our little square. We feel hemmed in. The circular God, who has no beginning or end, decided to do something about our condition, so into the world of squares, he sent a square named Jesus. This round square named Jesus taught that we ought not to hurt one another with our sharp edges. He said we ought to be more rounded, inclusive, less abusive, more loving, less shoving. 
His oval talk only brought out our hostility. So the squares ganged up on Jesus. They moved in on him, and they stabbed him with the very edges. He wanted them to smooth out. Jesus went back to the circular God, broken and bleeding, and pleaded for the squares. Thus the all-encompassing one, in his endless mercy and love, sent Jesus back to us, this time as a circle, not bounded by time or space. Now in the world of squares, a wonderful thing can take place. A square can, if it chooses to, open its life to the indwelling circular Christ. And by the power of God, our heretofore rigid boundaries can be bent outward in circular dimensions. God is circular unending. With God's help, we can be ever bending. What's it all about? I don't know what it's all about, but I do know it has something to do with thanks and praise for the gift of God's salvation and for the opportunities to serve and to give and to know true love and joy in our relationships. That's a big part of what it's all about. Amen.